Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, boys and girls, ladies and gents. Today, we are talking about one of my favorite restaurants in the world. I'm sure you're familiar with Michelin star restaurants. Maybe you've watched different versions of Top Chef. One of my favorite Top Chefs was the weird dude that lived in like Uruguay and he would bury, you know, like dig a big hole and bury birch logs and like a whole pig and some stuff and make this crazy food. But then you found out he like has this other family in another country and he's like a deadbeat dad. Anyway, maybe not his restaurant quality, but today we're talking about the fabulous, the wonderful, the always delicious chipotle and i've said that wrong my whole life and i still might say it wrong on this episode but from what i've found out australia doesn't have the wonderful delicious fast casual subway-esque fresh ingredient chipotle you have some trader so we're going to be talking about chipotle and we're going to have a twist on chipotle because chipotle is trying to break into the technology sector technology food what do these things have in common besides bringing America even closer to the precipice of the obesity epidemic, plunging us into the Pacific and Atlantic Ocean, because we are busting on both sides. On today's show, we're going to try to find out if Chipotle is a good addition to an investor's portfolio. We're going to be back looking at the stock performance. We're going to be taking a look at some new trends, and we're going to find out, is all-time high a bad time to buy a stock? You are listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's get into it. Chipotle Mexican Grill, ticker symbol CMG. They operate a major restaurant chain. You probably are familiar with that. They serve fast, casual Mexican food, including burritos, my favorite, tacos, bowls sometimes, especially I order the bowl if it's to go because I don't like the tortilla getting soggy. And they got other Tex-Mex, you know, they've broken into the kids' menu. I've got a friend that only gets the quesadilla, which reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, it's your quesadilla. If you haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite, watch it. It's a must. Chipotle operates 2,918 some odd locations in the United States. They have an additional 44 international locations, including the United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, and France. To all my friends listening in Australia, I am truly sorry. I actually looked up on Reddit to check the pulse for Chipotle. Like, is this something that people down under want? And under the thread, why isn't Chipotle in Australia? I see it online all the time. Here are the comments. Canabrags12345 says, We've got Zombrero, Mad Max, and Guzman Eve Gomez. Skip the Damned says, Because it's actually horrible compared to what we have already. I understand why your last name of your tag is Damned, Skip. How dare you say that? 
And then someone else says, marine bacterium says, exactly. The abject failure of Taco Bell is case in point. If it was actually even just a little bit all right, people would be here already. Guzman FTW. If you're a boomer listening to My Millennial Investor, that means for the win. Dalby Wombai says, expanding into Australia has proven incredibly risky for U.S. chains. This person actually sounds like they've got a pulse. Places like Carl's Jr., terrible, by the way. Taco Bell, terrible, by the way. A relatively recent open up, a handful of restaurants, and they're competing with already established fast food restaurants. First of all, this isn't fast food, people. It's fast casual. Fast casual. Fast food is McDonald's, it's Taco Bell, it's Carl's Jr. This is like when you upgrade your life. When you get out of your parents' basement and you like get your first apartment, like parents' basement is the fast food. And when you finally get your first apartment, like you've you've graduated to fast casual. It's it's better than Taco Bell. Like that's a terrible analogy. Let's keep going. Icky Boo says, same reason why Taco Bell isn't huge here. We just don't have a thing for Tex-Mex. Look, I hate the Taco Bell comparison, but I it is Tex-Mex. I'll give you that. It's only in the last decade that taco slash burrito places have started to pop up. I don't know. KFC tried to bring Taco Bell to the Oz 20 or 30 years ago and failed miserably, even at the Sydney George Street store. It's only last decade they've tried again. Listen, don't be comparing Taco Bell with Chipotle, people. Manifesto 89 says, because we don't have or require every crap U.S. fast food business, they regularly fail here. We have a very different food culture. I will accept the different food culture. I do. I get it. But guess what? We freaking love avocado toast. And you know what? Every time I had breakfast in the wonderful country of Australia, I got avocado toast. You know what else has avocados? Chipotle. Okay? Lost Smoke 88. This is our last comment. Different food culture and on the other side of the world, it's very difficult to make it happen. It looks like Chipotle has only a handful of stores outside of the U.S. I doubt they're interested in the small Australian market. We do have Zombrero as a Mexican fast food. Again, it's not fast food, but still, I'm unsure how familiar the menus are. Well, guess what? Uh, user lost smoke 88. I did some research on Zombrero menu, and from the outset, they do look very familiar. But this needs more research. When you look at Zimbrero, they've got burrito bowls. They've got burritos. It looks like they got the stations lined up. Possibly being that far away from Mexico, you, you lose maybe some of the essence. But I think, I think foods can cross cultures. But this truly does need a more hands-on approach. So here's what I'm going to do. Glenn James from My Millennial Money will be here stateside by the time this episode airs. I'm going to petition Glenn to go to Zimbrero and have a chicken burrito before he leaves the island. And then when he lands here, I think he's going to New York, or I'm meeting him in New Orleans, but wherever, as soon as he lands, get out of the airport, get an Uber, rush to Chipotle, and have the same similar burrito. Reversely, I will be on the island next year when the My Millennial Investing book comes out. We're going to do a book launch, and I plan on being down under. And I will do the same test. I will go to Chipotle, and then as soon as I land, I will take an Uber to Zombrero. And in one year, keep listening, I will give you my personal decision if Zombrero is a close competitor to the beloved, wonderful Chipotle Mexican Grill. All right. Let's talk about investing. Quick little back history, because I think it's important. 
Warren Buffett and all the bigwigs tell us that you need to know your company before you invest in your company. Chipotle was founded in 1993 in Denver, Colorado. They grew to 16 restaurants when McDonald's Corporation became a major investor in 1998. By the time McDonald's fully divested, probably a mistake, itself from Chipotle in 2006, the chain had over 500 locations. In 2006, Chipotle had an initial public offering, also known as an IPO. Listen to this. They went up 100% on the day of the IPO. They launched at 22. They closed the day at 44. And because there was such high demand pre-IPO, they'd actually raise the share price twice before that day. I think they would first plan on $10 per share, then they went up to 15 and then somebody smart said, you know what, let's roll out at 22 and they ended the day at 44 This resulted in the best United States-based IPO since the dot-com bubble, and it is the second best IPO ever for a restaurant. Who, pray tell, had the best IPO for a restaurant? A terrible little place called Boston Market. Now that you know that, information. Never think about it again unless you're on Jeopardy because Boston market isn't bad. Okay. In October 2006, McDonald's fully diverted from Chipotle. They got rid of Chipotle. They sold their money. They say this is because of a larger initiative for McDonald's to divest all of its non-core business restaurants. At the time, they had not only invested in basically competitors, right? They invested in Chipotle, a Ohio-based pizza chain called Donato's, and again, Boston Market. It wanted to divest its money in these things so that it could focus on the McDonald's main chain restaurants. McDonald's invested $360 million into Chipotle Mexican Grill, and when they took their money out, just some years later, it was $1.5 billion. That's a pretty good return. Well done, McDonald's. But, but maybe, maybe you actually bailed too early. If you're a listener to the podcast, you know that I leave investments too early all the time. In my little, my play funds, not my long-term passive indexed broad-based market funds. I leave those in there to this dollar cost average my way into wealth. But when I'm trying to be smarter than the market, I always cut an investment too early. And I think McDonald's did the same. Because obviously the first day it went up 100%. Had they held that, they would have just doubled right there. Would have been a good investment in one more day. If you'd invested $10,000 in Chipotle at the IPO, let's say you actually got in right when they offered it and you got $22 per share, your investment of $10,000 would be over half a million bucks today. Today, at the time of this recording in early October, they're trading at $1,859 per share. So yeah, McDonald's made a great investment, but much like me and my investments, they pulled their investment too early. Let's get into some things real quick. I am thinking about, I've been wanting to, it's like Chipotle and Costco are the two companies that I really do like that I want to be an owner of. And I keep waiting for a buying opportunity that just seems to never happen. Right now, Chipotle is at an all-time high. Not exactly a great time to be investing in a company. However, if it truly is a great company, if they have a good runway, 
then even at all-time highs, if you're holding for a long time, it could still be a great investment. When Warren Buffett bought into Apple, it was very, quote-unquote, expensive. And he has made billions of dollars on that investment. If you buy into a good company that you really like, he believes you don't need to look at the charts or the economic environment because you are buying a company, not a stock that goes up and down. So after the break, we're going to look at why I'm actually thinking about finally, after watching Chipotle for five or six years, why I might actually add it into my investment portfolio. We will be right back. 
In partnership with the automation food company Vibu, V-E-B-U, they have rolled out the avocado processing comic prototype, specifically designed to prepare avocados ready to be smashed by the employees. Chipotle locales in the United States, Canada, and Europe are estimating to run through 4.5 million cases of avocado. That's 25 million pounds of the fruit, and it is a fruit. Look it up. I don't know how. It seems like it's a vegetable, but it's a fruit. The new AI robot is designed specifically to cut down labor time as well as optimize the amount of harvesting time that it would take for the avocado, and then that leads into food waste reduction as well. So they're saving money on wasted avocados. They're saving money on human capital expense. Somebody doesn't have to spend their whole day with like smushy, slippery avocado fingers. Seems like a win. Since they've started using the avocado, employees dump 25 pounds of the avocado into the loading area. The AI learning machine then vertically orients each individual fruit before moving to the ingredients. It passes it through the station, it is peeled, it is cored, and then the employees take the ready-to-receive avocados, just the delicious, wonderful green part. They mush it with the other ingredients, and voila, you've got guacamole in half the time. I make guacamole all the time, and if I had the money, I would buy this machine. It sounds awesome. Critics have warned, however, that such robotic rollouts, obviously, are going to result in sacrificing human jobs, which is the exact reason why Chipotle is doing it. They want to reduce the human jobs because when you reduce the human jobs, I know it's not great for mankind, but do you really need to be the Chipotle worker? I don't know. Let's move on. Basically, the whole point is to reduce jobs. In one year last study, researchers found that job sacrificing automation like this can actually extract a heavier toll on workers' livelihoods, jobs, security, and quality of life than previously believed. That's not Chipotle's issue, though. It's not like their fault. Their fault is to get their plan, their mission, their purpose is to get the best burrito out there and then to make the shareholders who believe in the company as much profit as they can. It's the governments, if AI is going to be going crazy, to then step in and re-educate and provide other opportunities, but that's a different podcast. Let's continue. So all that happened in July of this year, 2023. And from the looks of things, the robots are doing well, Chipotle is doubling down, and they are going even bigger with their AI investment technology. According to the company's official reveal in just a couple days ago, October, so October the 3rd, the newest robotic prototype is a collab with a food service automation startup, and it creates virtually any combination of available base ingredients. So when you roll into Chipotle or Zambrara or whatever the place was that you guys are eating at, you know, they say, hey, do you want a burrito or a bowl? You say bowl, and then they add the rice, and they add the beans, and they add the fajita, they add the meat, they add the salsas, they add the cheese, they add the guac, they add the hot sauce, and bingo, bango, you're out of there. Well, this new AI platform that they're rolling out does all of that, basically. It's got this sweet AI machine that goes underneath the serving line, so there's still humans that are serving the customers right in front of them. But so much of business from Chipotle right now is coming from online orders, from an app, from a website, or from like Uber Eats or something. This AI food chain basically works below where the humans will be standing. And when I go on Chipotle and I make my order, again, if it's a to-go order, it's a bowl. It's white rice, no beans, fajita veggies, chicken or steak, depending on how I'm feeling. You're going to throw some green salsa, some red salsa, and some cheese and some lettuce. Top that thing off. Give me chips and guac on the side, and I'm ready to go. 
the robot will do all of that, except for grab the chips and guac. The robot will do all of that. If you're the CEO right now and this works, you are drooling because, yes, you are at at an all-time high in terms of stock price, but you are thinking, I have just become not a burrito company. I have become a technology company, not to mention the proportions are precise so you can skimp your customer or, you know, give a little bit of extra juice to the customer. Sometimes you go into one of these locations and depending on the kid in front of you, you get a huge burrito or you get a teeny burrito. AI says, here's the standard burrito. Bingo, bingo, bongo. You're all set. Chipotle estimates around 65% of all digital orders are salads and burrito bowls and the robot could do all of that. If the robot can make my burrito bowl more consistently than the high school kid behind the counter, I am ready. So let's talk financials. Are they a burrito company or are they an artificial intelligence technology company? Is Chipotle the new Tesla? Well, why do you say that, Nick? Because Tesla is, quote unquote, a car company. And if they are just a car company, they are the most overvalued, overpriced car company in the world. But if they're a technology company, if they're a company that's out there collecting data points upon data points upon data points that they can then turn into revenue dollars in technology, then they're not all that overpriced. Now they're competing with other technology companies, and that's what Wall Street thinks, and that's why Tesla is so expensive. So can we now think about Chipotle Mexican Grill as a technology company and not just a fast food company? As I said earlier, it's $1,859 per share. Year-to-date, they're up 35%. Compare that to 11% return on the S&P 500 and basically a flat slash a little bit negative on the ASX 100. Weirdly, overstocked, overvalued stocks are doing better than valued stocks, like stocks that should be doing well are not doing well. Maybe Chipotle is in that sweet spot right now. SeekingAlpha.com has them as an evaluation grade of F. That makes sense because they're very expensive. But I don't think that's true if you look at them as a technology company because they are comparing the valuation of Chipotle compared to other fast food slash restaurants. They say that they've got a momentum of a B plus, which is all right. Wall Street analysts, not included Seeking Alpha, like the people on the street, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, those guys, 4.33 out of a five say that it's a buy. 21 analysts in that survey said it's a strong buy. 10 analysts said it's a buy. Two have it as a hold, and none of them say that it's a sell. So all of the Wall Street analysts are saying buy, buy, buy. They make their livelihoods on making the right decisions, so maybe they're right. The average target price for the next two years for Chipotle is $2,158. That's a 16% upside from where they are today. When they're rated side-by-side with other restaurants, yes, they look overpriced. Their PE is a 44, which is like a technology PE. Most restaurants, it's a 12. Their expected value is 400% higher than the typical restaurant. Their price-to-book value is 500% more than the average restaurant. But if you make the case that they are a technology company rolling out new robots, making your burritos that you've ordered online, not only are they possibly the burrito Tesla, they're the burrito Amazon. 
Amazon's taking over the world because they're using automation processes to get packages to humans to help pack sometimes. Sometimes there's no humans involved at all, except for the driving. And who knows, that might go away soon with their partnership with Rivian. The world is becoming more automated. And if we can find companies that we like, that we shop at, and that are also utilizing AI technology to make their costs go down and make the experience for the customer better, I think you can make a case saying, if you like it, it might be the time to go for it. At the time of this recording, October 5th, 2023, I do not own any Chipotle. I truly am not sure if I'm going to. I'm a little nervous about where the market is right now. If I see any sort of weakness or dip, possibly if it falls down to the 50-day moving average, I will probably add some small position of Chipotle into my portfolio. But these are not buy and sell recommendations. This is a show to give you some insights, some information, and to entertain you as you continue your journey of dollar cost averaging into low cost passive index market funds to build wealth for the future. If you like Chipotle, if you like Zimbrero, if you want to argue, hop on Facebook on the My Millennial Money page and we can argue about which burrito is the best. Other than that, we will see you next week. You've been listening to My Millennial Investor the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley, and I'm going to go get a burrito. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license.